Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome back to Heart to Heart. This is Watch of a Heart, your host. Excited for episode five. And I can't believe that I started this podcast. Last year, I definitely thought about a podcast because when I first started going out on dates, my friends were all like, you must start a podcast. You need to talk about all of your dating experiences. And I was like, hell no, no one's ever going to want to go on a date with me if I start talking about my dating life. But now that it's been over a year and I feel like I could talk about stories that are from over a year ago, whoever I did go on those dates with probably isn't thinking about me, definitely will never hear this podcast, and I don't feel like I ever allude to enough details that you would ever be able to figure it out, even if you knew who it was. And chances are you're never going to know. So I think it's okay. Secrets are safe here. I wanted to talk about New Year's resolutions. Obviously, it's a new year. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's thinking about it. I had been discussing with my therapist my New Year's resolutions, how I felt about the new year with my therapist earlier in December. And I just had this really intense anxiety over starting this new year. And I was trying to figure out why I feel so anxious about the new year, like more anxious than other years. And I realized that it's because it's the first year ever in my life that I'm starting a new year on my own in a healthy headspace. For most of my adult life, I was in a relationship. So obviously I had my own personal goals, but I also had someone who I was thinking about as well. What do they want? How are they feeling? What changes do they want to make? And how does that impact me? And how do my changes impact them? Last year, I was single, but I was miserable when we were starting the new year. So all I wanted to focus on for the new year was being okay and feeling okay again and trying to find my happiness and being able to genuinely smile. So I remember last year being on vacation with my family over New Year's and Miriam pulls out her laptop and she has her New Year's resolutions broken out into goals and she's reviewing last year's New Year's resolutions and I'm like, Everyone's talking about what they're looking forward to this year. And my thing was, I just want to be okay. And I'm happy. I feel like I did my New Year's resolution. I focused on finding my happiness, being okay, figuring out what works for me. And finding your happiness is really important. And it's a lot easier said than done. And I feel like taking a year to figure out and just to get over a breakup is a normal experience, especially when you're coming out of a long-term relationship. So this year, I just have this feeling of, whoa, like I have all this power in my hands to make my own decisions. And now that I'm in a healthy headspace, I feel like I can really begin the next chapter of my life. Last year, I was closing a chapter. I was moving on from a chapter. This year, we're beginning a whole new phase. And I'm really excited about what's to come. I've always felt like making grand New Year's resolutions is not something that I've ever been a part of, not something that I want to do. I've definitely done it in the past, but then after week three and I hadn't started my New Year's resolution, I would get discouraged and then I would never do anything. In my opinion, it's best to make small goals throughout the year and stick to those goals. And you can break it down. Like if let's say you want to get into shape, Start focusing on maybe working out once a week. Don't say I'm going to work out every single day of the week. That's just stupid. You're not going to do it. You're going to feel discouraged. And 
it's not going to become a habit. And I think New Year's resolutions is all about creating habits that you're going to keep for the rest of your life, hopefully, or habits that you're going to keep for this period of time that you're interested in. Now, I know something that a lot of people do is focusing on working out or being healthier, going on a diet or losing weight. And something that I figured out a while ago, a couple of years ago, when I wanted to make exercise and working out part of my regular routine, which I feel like I've done now and working out is something that I do on the regular, it's part of my lifestyle, was I changed my thought process around working out. Instead of doing it to lose weight or to look better, I did it to focus on my mental health. Because when you do something that's going to improve your mental health and how you feel about yourself, not about how you look, I think that has so much more of an impact. So if let's say, I think I started doing this when I was going through a really stressful time in college, and my only outlet was making some me time. So I would work out maybe three times a week and I didn't focus on, oh, I look more toned or, oh, I'm losing weight or I'm fitting into my clothing better. I looked at it as I am taking 30 minutes out of my day three times a week to focus on me. And when I changed my mindset that focusing my attention on myself for my mental health and doing something to feel empowered and good about me, that completely shifted my perspective on working out because I'm going to be honest, I don't like working out while I'm doing it. Some people love to run. Some people love to lift weights or whatever it is. Like in the moment, I don't really enjoy it. It's okay. But the feeling that I get after and the feeling that I have like, wow, I took this time to do something for me on my own that no one else can take away from me. That is just something that I've carried on all these years now. And also the mindset of, If you don't do something, like if there's a week or two that you don't work out, not a big deal. Start again. You can get back on right away. It's like people who are on a diet and they quote unquote cheat and they have a slice of pizza and they're like, okay, I already had a slice of pizza. I might as well go for ice cream and have a burger and fries and binge out. And that's not what it should be. It should be like, okay, cool. You had a slice of pizza. Not a big deal. You can hop back on and continue your diet or your healthy lifestyle that you want to have. I think making those grand gestures and making those big changes and being like, oh, well, I didn't work out this week, so I might as well never work out again. That's just stupid. Hop back on. Tell yourself it's okay. Not a big deal. Tomorrow's a new day. I can get started and just continue the cycle. That's been a really helpful mindset for me to have in so many different areas. Something that I've struggled with is sleeping. I did have insomnia for like two weeks. A couple of years ago, I was so miserable. And I read this book called The Effortless Sleep Method, which I'll put in the notes if anyone is struggling with their sleep, because it was all about maintaining healthy sleep habits. And I followed the book religiously. And to this day, I still follow some guidelines. But something that I've instilled in myself is if I'm having a hard time falling asleep, I'm not going to say to myself, oh my God, I'm never sleeping again. I can't sleep through the night. It's never going to happen for me. No, instead I'm like, you know what? This is all a conversation that's going on in my brain. I'm like, you know what? Instead of that, I'm going to say to myself, if I don't sleep tonight, that's okay. Tomorrow will be better. Tomorrow I'll have a good night's sleep. And shifting your mindset that skipping one day of good sleep or skipping one day of working out or being healthier, whatever it is, not a big deal. 
tomorrow is a new day. Tomorrow is the opportunity for it to be better. And just having that positive mindset on changes that you're making in your life and not being hard on yourself, if you do struggle, if you do fall, get right back up again, is just a healthier mindset to be in. It makes making changes easier because you don't get discouraged. And as I'm saying this to you guys, I'm also reiterating this to myself and internalizing it to myself because it's something that I need to remind myself of as well all the time. But this is like, these are conversations that I have in my head on a regular basis because if I'm trying to do something and I feel like I'm having a week of work where I'm not applying myself as much as I want to and I feel off and I feel like I'm not being productive and instead of being like okay whatever this is what I am right now like no I had an off week not a big deal I can start again. A big change that's happening for me this year is that I will be moving out of my apartment downtown. I have lived here for almost two years. I lived here with my ex and then I moved out into my mom's apartment when we were separated. And then he moved into a new apartment and I moved back in. And a lot of people ask me, like, why did I move back into an apartment that I shared with my ex? Like, doesn't it have negative connotations? And to me, I didn't live in this apartment. I maybe lived in it for about six months before we split. So I didn't feel like it felt like a home to me just yet. And then when I lived by my mom for three plus months, I had a break from this place. So when I moved back in, it felt like a new space and I redecorated it and I spent money changing things around, rearranging furniture. And I really made it feel like my own space, my own home. I picked out colors that made me happy and it's super feminine and there's not a touch of male energy anywhere. And it felt like my safe haven. So when I got a letter from my management saying that they're raising my rent 15%, after they raised it last year a lot, I was just like, I cannot afford to stay in this. And it just would be stupid for me to spend all of my money, an insane amount of money on my rent. I just felt like I finally settled into the place. I had literally just bought picture frames to hang up some new artwork that I got. And then I get this letter from them and I'm like, I can't stay in this apartment this really sucks. I hate moving. I'm going to have to move by myself. I've never done that. Moving is so stressful. And to do it on your own, I think is even more stressful not to have that support system. I had a a couple of weeks where I was feeling really down and depressed because I was just dreading that I had to make this move. I went down to Miami in November to visit some friends and have some time down there. And I was reminded that last year, I spent a lot of time in Miami in the winter and I was like, next year, I want to spend a couple of weeks, a month or two in Miami and try it out. I've always said I want to live in Miami. I have enough friends there that I could keep myself occupied. I'm very lucky that my job is remote. I could work from wherever and I really want to spend time in Miami. I completely forgot about this because New York has been fun. New York has been nice. I have my friends here. When I went down in November, I was like, wait. I can live in Miami now. Like I can actually do that because I won't be spending double rent. I won't be having my rent in New York and my rent in Miami. I can make this happen. I am very lucky that my mom lives in the city so I can have a home base here. And I've gotten some numbers from friends on how to store my current furniture. I haven't figured it all out yet, 
But I'm going to take some time to spend in Miami because I have nothing holding me back in New York besides my friends. I'm not seeing anyone here. I love my family, but I can see them in a couple of weeks. It's super easy to get back from Miami to New York. And this isn't me moving to Miami. It's just me doing something for myself on my own that I would have never been able to do if I was maybe in a relationship or married because I would have to be based on another person's schedule as well. And here's my opportunity to like make this change on my own. And it's kind of scary because I've never done anything like this before by myself. Like, and it feels really independent. Even if I go for like three weeks, you know, it's still three weeks of time that I'm going to have to figure out how to do on my own in a place that I'm not used to. So I'm really excited about this new experience, new challenge that I have. And I feel like regardless of what happens, even if it's hard for me or it's challenging and I feel lonely because I'm in a new city, I am not going to regret making this change for myself and taking this opportunity. So if you are someone who is going through a breakup or someone who is questioning and a life change happened to you, a circumstance change, and you feel like really discouraged, like me having to move out of my apartment, try to see a way that you can make that move into a positive way. So for me, it's like, wow, I have the opportunity that I can store my stuff and I can store my furniture and I can go hang out in Miami for a couple of weeks and test it out and see how I like it. That's just a really amazing blessing. And when I was there in November, I was like, wow, everything happens for a reason. Look at this amazing opportunity that I have. And I'm really excited to see how it goes. So I will definitely keep you guys posted on my move. I have to get my YouTube video up of a tour of my apartment, which I said that I was going to do. And I never did. And now I am being put on a time crunch because I got to get it done because I will be out of this apartment January 31st. And I'm I'm still sad. I'm going to miss this place. I've gone through so many changes within these walls. But I'm also really excited because I said this year it's all about a new me, a new chapter, a new beginning, and it's already happening. Some other things that I've been thinking about as well is over the summer, I started feeling really off with my digestion, wasn't really going to the bathroom, I was feeling really bloated, my clothing stopped fitting me, I could like not button my pants. I was just lost, I couldn't figure out what was happening. And I'm going to do a different episode where I focus on SIBO, which is what I had. But SIBO came from what I believe is intense stress. Because your stress manifests itself in your gut. And then your gut will cause all these different health problems. And I think that I did my best to manage stress throughout this year. It was a really stressful year personally, stressful year for my family. I think that as much as I thought I was okay, I must have been eating a lot of stress that was going to my gut and caused a really big health problem that I'm still dealing with right now. So for me, this coming year, I really want to focus on stress management and my health, my personal health. That's not about working out more. I've been eating really healthy, but I think listening to my body more than I've ever done in the past and really focusing on is this action, is going to this event, is talking to this person going to cause me stress? And how can I manage that? And how can I 
change the situation or communicate to a person better, this situation is stressful for me. I was recently in a situation where I was talking to someone and I felt like my heart racing and I felt myself getting really agitated. And I was like, oh my God, I'm, I feel my body going to stress mode. And it really scared me because I just had started feeling a little healthier again with my digestion. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to set me back. This is terrible. And instead, I spoke to my therapist about it. And instead of eating it up and just ignoring it and being like, okay, that was one stressful conversation, I decided to confront that person. And I said, I really need to focus on my stress level and having conversations like this with you is not helping me and I can't do it. And if we want to have a conversation like this, I need it to be in a more positive way, in a less stressful way, in a less agitated way. My words were received because I said it in a very calm way. I was communicating how I was feeling. And even though it was very uncomfortable for me to say those things, like you're stressing me out, I think by saying I want to have a better conversation with you and I want to express myself in a more positive way was a really good way to communicate how I was feeling because I wasn't accusing that person of making me feel stressful. I was saying I can get stressed easily by conversations like this. So what would be really helpful for me is to try to talk about this in a more calm way and to look at things in a more positive way. The past couple of months, I've been looking into manifesting and what that means and whether you believe that manifestation is real. I think that the better term or whatever you want to call it is putting out the energy, the positive energy that you are open for whatever it is that you want. So if let's say you go and you're like, I'm never going to find someone. I'm never going to get the job I want. I'm always going to feel shitty. I'm never going to get healthy. You're just perpetuating that statement and that feeling in your brain to the people around you, to the outside world that that's how you feel. It's a very hard thing to shift your perspective into a positive space. And I think it's something that takes time and effort and it's something you need to train yourself to do. When you switch your mindset into a positive way of thinking, for instance, when I was going through my health thing, I felt really ugly and I felt like a stranger in my own body. I didn't recognize my body at all. I wasn't fitting into my clothing. I was eating the healthiest I've ever eaten and still my body wasn't digesting properly. So I would look at myself in the mirror in the morning and I would just say shitty things to myself. I was not kind to my body. And I remember talking to my therapist and she asked me, if I was being kind to myself. I never thought about that. I just remember looking at myself and being like, you need to work harder. You need to eat more healthy. You should be working out more. Instead of being like, you are a beautiful human. You will get through this. You're going to get healthy again. You're going to be okay. I was just perpetuating that negativity to myself by looking at myself in the mirror and being disgusted. I And she said to me, and she was like, you need to look at yourself in the mirror and be kind to yourself. Tell yourself positive affirmations. You guys hear this all the time, positive affirmations. It's a real thing. You can change your outlook on your life. And when I started saying, I'm going to get better, I'm going to figure this out, I'm going to get my body back, my body will be okay again, 
that's when shifts and changes started happening because I was telling myself and other people around me that I was going to be good. I was going to be okay. Thank God it was a health thing that I was able to work on and am working on to reverse. But I think that changing your mindset, for instance, when I was struggling with sleep, part one of the things with the book was that you can't tell people you have insomnia because saying I, when you verbalize, I have insomnia, you are just telling yourself and everyone around you that you have insomnia. Just say like tomorrow will be better and leave it at that. My mindset and something that I'm actively working on, one of my friends recommended me reading the book Super Attractor. I'll put that in the notes. I've been listening to it on an audiobook. It's literally the same thing. That's this practice of putting out the energy that you're going to attract good things, whether that's in your dating life, your career, your health, your relationships, whatever it is. If you put out into the universe that good things are going to happen to you, good things are going to happen to you because you are telling everyone that they will. Being negative is just going to bring you down. It is not worth it. So if you're in a situation where something feels really, really shitty, focus on something good. It doesn't need to be the opposite of that. So if let's say over the holidays when I was with my family in St. Bart's, I until that point I've been feeling really good about myself and my single life. I was like, I am taking a little break from dating. Everybody's traveling. No one's focusing on it. I'm focusing on me. I'm feeling good. I have friends. I have family. I'm on vacation. And then I had this moment and a couple of moments where I felt really lonely. And I was around so many people with families and there weren't a lot of single people around. And I was like, I want to be in a relationship. This feels really sucky that I'm not. I had to remind myself to focus on positive things. Not, oh, I'm going to be in a relationship tomorrow, but be like, I am so lucky that I am on vacation with my family. I am so lucky that I have a good relationship with my siblings and I'm able to hang out with them and enjoy their company. I'm so happy that I'm in a place with beautiful weather and focusing my mindset on things that I'm happy about, things that bring me joy, reminded me that this little bump isn't a big deal and things are going to change for me. And that made me focus my attention on in this new year, I'm deleting the dating apps. I feel like I gave them a chance. They did what they needed to for me. And in this new year, I'm going to find a happy, successful, positive, wonderful relationship for myself. And because I'm saying that and I'm saying it to you and I'm saying it to other people, I'm internalizing that and I am putting it out into the universe. And you might be listening to this and thinking I'm crazy and that's okay. But if there's a sliver that you'll take away, it's that to have positive things around you, you need to be putting out positivity. Moving on to the follow your heart segment, somebody wrote in, when is it okay to ghost someone? Now, I think ghosting people is terrible and you should never do it. I always try to think of when I don't want to see someone, I would never want them to just not respond to me or never reach out. I try to handle dating and men the same way that I would want them to treat me. I only think it's okay to go someone when you've never met. If you guys are texting on a dating app or even if they have your number and you texted a couple of times, but you never have a definitive plan, you're not ghosting them by not responding to them because you never met. I think that's fine. If you do meet someone even once and they ask you out again, 
don't ghost them. It's just mean. It's not nice. They put their effort into reaching out to someone. And then if you ignore them, that's going to discourage them from reaching out to a different girl. So just remind yourself that you want to treat the opposite sex how you want them to treat you. And it's okay to say that you're not interested in seeing them, but don't give them no response. Be honest in a kind way. Say something along the lines of, it was really nice meeting you. Thank you for taking me out, but I think we're looking for different things. Short, sweet, simple. They get the hint. I don't know. That's how I would want someone to treat me. There have been instances where I've gone out with someone three times and I wish they would have messaged me and said, it was really great getting to know you, but I don't see things progressing. Instead of me wondering, are they ever going to message me? Technically, that's not ghosting. It's not like I reached out to them and they ignored me, but it is a version of ghosting because after a third date, I feel like you should send someone a text. After a first date, not a big deal. If the guy never reaches out, he's not interested. I don't think he needs to tell you that he doesn't want to see you again. But after the third date, I feel like they should let you know. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Heart to Heart and took away some positive things. Wishing you all a happy new year. And I'm excited to see where this podcast takes us. Follow me at Bachava Heart. Subscribe to this podcast. Like, comment, share with your friends. Make sure you send in your advice segment to hearttoheart at gmail.com for the follow your heart segment. Until next time.